Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. So I, I know that this church is on a journey to be a church of life groups, of life groups, which is the essence of small cells, small groups that come together and form a body on a Sunday, or we have First Wednesday, which is going to be our service next Sunday, that we're going to be looking to pray with and for everyone that has said yes to lead in a life group. <clears throat> or you're praying about leading. I also want to pray for people that feel a calling to God. And maybe this season is not your season for a life group. But, but this Wednesday, we will be praying an anointing. We are calling it a consecration. That when somebody separates themselves to God. And in the Old Testament, oil would be put on that instrument. To separate it. To say this is for for God's purposes. This is a holy instrument. How many say amen? It can't be used in a regular kitchen. It's only used in the house of God for the purposes of God, for the Levites or the priests. So I'd like to, there's somebody here that you've enjoyed or maybe struggled with a calling that has not quite ever come to fruition. You, you know God has called you. You don't quite know how to define it. It hasn't quite crystallized, and it won't until you say yes to God. And there are those here that, that you're going to walk with us in this journey and the season of life groups for this fall. The church has been in the backdrop redoing life groups. We've been, uh, and there's a lot of work behind it. <clears throat> Um, the the re-imagination and then the reconstruction of life groups so that it's a simple access and that the that we have the right offerings. For example, we'll be doing life groups and and if and when you have a chance, to, uh, that image that I sent you, we'll be doing life groups that have to do with um, um, you know that have to do with um, uh, discipleship of people that want to grow in discipleship. We'll be doing a course that's called Rooted, that's very, very powerful. It's, it's a basic but very powerful course about getting yourself rooted. The reason many of us struggle for a lifetime is because James calls you and me like waves that come and go. You never get settled. You never decide. You never get rooted or settled. And he says, uh, so you'll never get anything from God because you're like that wave that comes and goes in the ocean. And then James says, that because an unstable person, a person that is unsettled is unstable in all his ways. That everything, your marriage, your relationships, you're a yes and a no person. And then you give up and you say, yes, you're hot and you're cold. And, and so uh, we want you to get rooted. And this, you know, if, if Lifehouse is your church, amen. If not, get rooted in a church that preaches and teaches the word of God and challenges you to grow. Because we are a kingdom church. I'm a kingdom pastor. I'm not a pastor that believes that you belong to us or to me. Uh, that's, that's nonsense. Anybody that says, hey, this is my church or you're my, it's not true. It, that everyone is called by Christ, that Jesus called unto himself, those whom he would. Jesus says, my sheep know me. I know my sheep. They know me and they know my voice. And you are to follow the voice of the chief shepherd, which is Jesus Christ. How many say amen? amen. 
So we just want you to grow and we want to become that church that will help you like, like move forward with your challenges, your, your breakdowns, your, your upcoming, your blessings, uh, the times when you need a church, a pastor, and you will need a church one day or a pastor because all of us have moments of celebration and all of us will have moments where we wreck, where we break down, uh, when there's a loss of life or, or there's something happening in your life where you need, you will need a pastor pastor one day and or a church that you can call that's my church and I hope I want to invite you we're not a perfect church there's a lot of things that we're still trying to get better the more you pray for us for me and the less you criticize (laughs) thank you thank you the better we're going to be off I'm being facetious but I'm not like like you know instead of just pointing out something wrong be part of the solution or, or pray about it. And, and then, you know, dust yourself up. Help us. Give us feedback. We're open. We want uh, this to be a church, in, especially in, in Oildale, uh, a leading voice, a leading church in Oildale that cares about the broken, the lost, the indigent, uh, the poor, the single mother, uh, the addict, the, the person that is struggling with, with, with all kinds of vices. Uh, and uh, and um, bondages. We believe that God sets the captive free. Amen. And Jesus declared the anointing, the, the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captive free. And that's what he does through his body, his church. How many say amen? amen. So I want to take a little bit of time because I want you to see what we're trying to do. A place for you to connect, belong, and grow. A place for you to serve in a life group. For people that you know, that you're going to know their graces, their gifts, their stories, their strengths, their weaknesses. But it's a place for you to serve as well and then for you to serve others, uh, life groups. So we have five categories that we're going to try and develop or discipleship. Rooted is a powerful message. Thank you, Steve. Uh, A powerful um, discipleship study. We're also going to be launching the sermon studies from this pulpit that will be all that will develop, that will be entirely developed, especially for the lead persons. And you'll have the notes and the message and the uh, points along with the illustrations so that you can do a follow-up life group that is follows the sermon series. The next sermon series is going to be all in about lives that are dedicated um, to God's service or a dedicated life. Um, What does it look like? What does a devoted life look like? And so it'll be all in. So our sermon series. Or you can, you might have a Bible study that really is a Bible study that's in line with your gifts, your passion, or a felt need. And you feel like, man, I need to, I want to attend a Bible study or or a Bible study that you're going to be leading that has to do, let's, let's say, with uh, breakthrough or with freedom uh, or with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to be talking about, the, or the fruit of the Holy Spirit, or a, a, a Bible study on Ruth or David, Elijah. There's very powerful uh, outlines out there that we want you to say, Pastor, I feel like leading this. I need this. My wife did that uh, four or five years ago, invited a, a group of women, and she really did it for herself. She did it because she was obeying God. She said yes to God, and it was it turned out to be just powerful uh, time uh, where women got together. I got the kids. She got to stay home. And, and anyway, so, so she does one now that is over here. No, that has to do with, with health and wellness. So there's also prayer life groups where you can invite people for, for like intercession and, and a list of needs and, and a time of devotional. Then there's health and wellness where it's spiritual health. 
and development, but especially emotional health. There's a lot of folks that are, we're emotionally broken. And the reason, once you're emotionally broken and you think you're repaired, by the way, you'll end up hurting people all over the place, all around you. Nobody is safe if you're emotionally uh, compromised. I'll say that again. No one is safe around you. If you're broken emotionally, if you're angry and bitter, I sounded, I sounded like angry and bitter myself, right? But I just got fired up. Uh, nobody. Like, I, I, the poor, I, I, you pity the people that are around somebody who's needy, whining, and broken, and, and uh, high maintenance, and, and this, and that, and you're bitter, and the past, and you are not able to forgive others because you've not been able to forgive yourself. So we, we're going to have um, a life groups that are about emotional, relational health. How do you get back to relational health? Mental health. There are folks that struggle with with uh, depression, and it has nothing to do with uh, something, might, a chemical imbalance, or it might have to do with is, all of it as spiritual, but there is those that struggle with mental health, with feeling healthy, with seeing themselves, and then physical health. Uh, my wife is going to be doing a life group about, you know, that walking. She just let, did it last Last semester, she's going to do it again, I believe, about walking in truth and just inviting women, uh, no men, no men, please. My wife is married. Thank you very much. Thank you. Not that I'm insecure, but you better not be walking with my wife. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, she'll be announcing the time, the place, and she goes three miles or so, and that she's got a devotional as they walk, they exchange, they share, etc. And then we have family. This is probably one of our greatest, most important. We need men getting together with men, women with women, marriages, developing, uh, growing healthy marriages, and then parenting. A lot of us are struggling with our kids. Uh, there is so much nonsense, garbage, uh, uh, evil today in our in the life of our kids. Like nothing you and I, those of us that are mature and adults, nothing like you and I grew up with. Our youth are bombarded. The minute they pick up their, their phones, uh, TikTok, talk tick, whatever it is, uh, you know, it's devastating our kids. They're, they're, they're questioning their identities, their, their sexuality, um, everything, authority. And so we need better parenting. And then there's going to be a growth uh, category for growth and, and, and leadership for those that God has called you for, to develop your leadership skills and or ministerial calling. Uh, we'll have life groups that have to do with building that capacity, discovering and empowering your calling. Discovering and empowering a, your calling is one of them. And then um, outreach uh, and activity, uh, community lifeline and engagement, not just to abroad outreaches, mission trips that we want to do in 2023. We want to be able to gather people that are interested in mission trips. We have um, our, um, um, our harvest um, holiday that is coming. Last year we had over 2,000 people. We'll need people that just care about the community to build, uh, you know, um, and help uh, that event and other events like Christmas and then love boxes. We just need people that feel like my calling is to reach out to this community and be a voice and, um, and be a, a reflection of the body of Christ. How many say amen? So, so I, we want to invite you uh, in Jesus' name um, to um, say yes to life groups. At the end of this service, there'll be some tables outside. You can also, there'll be a, a QR code where you can go in and look at what are the offerings. Right now, we're still uploading them um, in terms of uploading different life groups. And I'd love to have you pray.
about finding one. Finding one in any of these five categories, and, and if you're married, uh, do it together. If you're a man and you know you need uh, building up, you need other men around you, find one. Uh, find one that is, uh, the timing is right, uh, you know, maybe the location is, is uh, apropos, and, and just, just find one. The Bible says that, that if you ask, you shall receive. If you look, you will find one. Uh, if you knock uh, and you insist, doors will open. Uh, that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much our Heavenly Father would give good gifts to those who ask Him. How many say amen? And, and I love what Luke says. That's a Matthew says, uh, that version. Luke says that, that Jesus says that how much will our Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? And that's what we're going to be talking about, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you can, uh, Abe, whenever you're able to get that, the, those... Um, the images of uh, this morning's message. I want to thank God for Greg, uh, Greg um, Moses. Thank you for last week. Thank you for your message on um, on prayer um, and having the Holy Spirit be an advocate. And I appreciate the, the couple of times you've been up here, Greg. You've hurt a lot of people. You've confused a lot of them. And I've come to heal them. So, okay, I've come to make everything right. Uh, I want to talk about th today we end our series uh, that you've got it. It's a very simple, very simple expression. It says, you, hey, you've got it. So a lot of times we underestimate the gifts that God has given us. And we sometimes discount, not willingly, but we discount the person and the power and the presence and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our life. That in you resides uh, like nuclear power. Like, like in you, you have in your heart and your spirit everything, everything you need. That's what Peter says, that through the Holy Spirit, you lack nothing. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit, that means God himself is superimposed, has taken residence, and the Spirit of God resides, lives, is, is active. Now, sometimes you can quench him. The Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. That's because he's a person, because he cares how you act, how you live, how you talk. He cares that when you are angry and bitter, you grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that your body and my body are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Just think of that. That the Holy Spirit considers you so vital, so essential, that he doesn't, that the Holy Spirit of God only lives in the highest of highest, uh, is, is Isaiah the prophet said, that God only dwells, only takes residence in the highest of highest, that's heaven, and in the hearts of those that are humble and meek and contrite in spirit. He, he, takes, he takes habitation. He, he lives. He does not care for the haughty, for the proud, for those that are boastful, for those that say one thing and do another, that, that he takes umbrage. The Holy Spirit takes offense. The Holy Spirit doesn't care to walk in company. The Holy Spirit will not boost and will not promote, will not engrandize somebody who's duplicitous. Because the Holy Spirit knows us. He knows what's in our mind, in our hearts. He knows the motives and the machinations uh, and the movements of our own spirit and our own hearts, the motivation of our hearts. And so the Holy Spirit will not be uh, fooled by anyone because He is the Spirit of the living God. Amen. 
And so in this spirit, in this, in this series of messages, we've talked about this, this expression, you've got it. You've got it. If you're born again, you've got the Holy Spirit. If so, some of us have had the experience of asking God for that endowment, for that infilling of the Holy Spirit, and it comes by way of, of the evidence of speaking in tongues, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 16, there's the moments where, uh, where the Holy Spirit came and just poured himself out and baptized the believers. And uh, there are those uh, uh, movements that say, hey, the, that gifts, the, the, the glossolalia, the charisma, or the gifts of the Holy Spirit ended with the apostles. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, nowhere in the Bible. You and I get to live Acts 29. The, Acts after 28, you and I. Do you know that Acts is the only book with no ending, with no like formal uh, conclusion? But rather it's left open-ended because that's how the Holy Spirit is called the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. The act of the Holy Spirit through the lives of the apostles. And in there you see their story. The book of Acts. Their ups and their downs. Their imperfections. But the Holy Spirit acting in ways that was powerful throughout the, the, the book of Acts. Throughout the, the development and the growth of the church. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are only exclusive. They are exclusively reserved for the believer. That no one outside the family of Christ Jesus has uh, access, can benefit, can walk in, can enjoy the purpose, the power, the privilege, the privilege of having God in you by way of His Spirit, uh, giving you strength and encouragement, uh, giving you a word of knowledge or wisdom, uh, allowing you to see the invisible, uh, prompting you to, be, to believe the Holy Spirit can, can give you increased faith. It's called the gift of faith. Increased faith or the gift of increased faith for any moment to believe you get good bad news and all of a sudden something rises in you and says, don't take that report. Whose report will you believe? That's, that's what the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God. And you will say, whose report will you believe? Don't believe that report, uh, but believe in the report of the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit will help you increase your faith. It's called the gift of faith. Um, and it's exclusive. It's, it's, it's propriety. Propriety. It, is, it's, it's a, uh, it has propriety uh, in, in the sense that only the believer can enjoy and receive and walk in the power and the privilege of this spirit. Um, in, the, in the book of Acts, no, none other. There's a, uh, this magician named Simon. He sees Peter and the apostles working miracles. Yeah. And he says, how do I get this power? What do I have to do? Who do I have to bribe? What, 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 what do I have to do? I, I want to be able to, to have this, this ability to work the supernatural. Because he knew that his tricks were fake. Amen. Right? He know, don't ever go to a card reader, a tea leaf reader, a, a palm reader. Don't ever go. They, they don't even know what they're doing themselves. Uh, it is. It's a form of witchcraft. Don't go. Don't, you don't need a horoscope. You just need the spirit of the living God in you. And you need to know the word of God. The one that knows your future. The one that knows your future. And so Peter says to Simon the magician, he says, you and your money perish. You cannot buy what is exclusive, exclusively the privilege of the children of God. Amen. This is the bread of children. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are the bread of the children. Healing is children's, the, uh, God's children's bread. That's your privilege. No one else outside the family of God has access 
can receive, can walk in, can enjoy the power uh, and the privilege of the Spirit of God in your life, acting in your behalf on any moment. And then many times, not only does He live in you, but the Holy Spirit acts on your behalf. He is for you. And the Holy Spirit wants to use you or work through you, through you. There's another quick story. In the, in the, in the book of Acts, it's called the Sons of Sceva. The Sons of Sceva. Seven of them. Seven of them that, that, that were like part of a religious movement. And they, they saw how the apostles, Paul in particular, would, would rebuke demons and would deliver people from oppression and bondage and demon possession. And so they go and find a demon possessed person. Some of you may qualify. <laughs> just, just, I'm, say, I'm just saying, the way you look. Your eyes. Okay, just kidding. Sorry. Sorry. I just, I just, the anointing leaves me and then it'll, it'll come right back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so they find this demon possessed person and they think no, no easy peasy. So they confront just, there's seven against one demon possessed person. Seven. All men, the sons of Sceva. And they said, hey, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. And the demon just rises up and says, hey, Jesus, I know. Just, I, I know who Jesus is and I, I know who Paul is. And then he has, but who are you? Because he was a stuttering demon possessed person. No. no, he says, but who are you? Sorry, I, I kind of added that part. But the demon says, but who are you? Man, that is like an incredible question. Who are you in Christ? Because no one can imitate, no one can uh, uh, pretend or fake. Uh, when you've got the real thing, you can't go about and just pretending. Uh, you will be exposed as an imposter because this spirit is not just the spirit of God. It is a holy spirit. It is holy. That's what distinguishes it from all other spirits as this spirit is uniquely integral, whole, whole, holy. It is God's spirit that is your and my privilege. And he's the third person of the Trinity. He's the third person. And so this demon possessed, manifests, and tore them up, violated them. The Bible says, violated them. And they ran out, scurrying out of that, that place uh, because uh, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are exclusive. They're proprietary. They're proprietary. Uh, they are for the believer uh, to, to receive. To, it's a privilege to be able to enjoy and to have the Holy Spirit use you in any time he wants you. Um, I've entitled this is the gift. The Holy Spirit is the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the gifts that keep on giving. The gifts of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. There are gifts that never run out. They never run dry. Amen. You will never run empty. You will never be in need of help of men when you have the Holy Spirit and you know the gifts of the Holy Spirit operate in your life. You'll never need really, and we all believe in praying, pray for one another. But, but there's, I, I've never gone to somebody who says, give me a word. I need a word from God. No, I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the word of the living God. The Spirit of God lives in me. And when I spend time in his presence, I really have almost every word. Do I have, do I'm open for words? Yes. Sometimes does God surprise me with a word? Amen. I'm open. I'm open. But I've never been in a state where I need a word from God from anybody because I have a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, the, the Word, the Logos. 
And I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living God, which knows the mind of Christ. He knows the mind of God, and you and I have been given the mind of Christ. Yes. So I'm open to it. I'm never, ever begging, never needing, uh, uh, you know, just because, just, just, just when you have a relationship with God, because the Holy Spirit is the gifts. He'll give you gifts that keep on giving. And um, so the last few weeks, we've been talking about this Holy Spirit. Let me give you a summation, just a quick little summary. So we believe that we've com uh, confidently proclaimed the Word of God that teaches that the Holy Spirit re resides in the life of every believer. How many believe that? Yeah, so you don't have to speak in tongues. You already, if you're a believer, you have the person and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. We've also taught and preached that the Holy Spirit is the source, that the Holy Spirit is the substance. He's the supply and the strength, uh, which leads us to truth. He'll lead you to truth. Uh, he'll convict you of sin. It's the Holy Spirit that'll enable you and empower you to witness. Hence, life groups. Like, like, you know, don't be afraid to say yes to God. He will, he will empower you. That God never appoints where he doesn't anoint. That if you say yes to an appointment from God, the anointing of God will follow that appointment. Your obedience is your passport to greater power. Your obedience is your platform for a stage like no other. You say no to God. Why would God give you strength and power and anointing if, if you're not going to be using it for his glory? So you say no to saying yes to serve God. Why would, so God will say, okay, that's okay. You're still my child. You're still my daughter. I still love you. You're still going to heaven. But no deal when it comes to, to, to supernatural power. Because supernatural power is only needed when you're in a situation where, where, the, where the Holy Spirit needs to act through you or on your behalf or somebody else's behalf. So every time you say no to the Holy Spirit, every time you say no to an assignment, you're saying no to a next level experience, a next level anointing for a time such as this favor from God. Amen. Because you're hesitating, you're equivocating, you've got reservations. What if you don't want to give maybe your time or sacrifice, which is really God's time. <laughs> Pastor, I don't have time. Well, well, you don't have God's time? That means our priorities are not in order. That means other things are more important and... Uh, I'm sorry, I was, if I was uh, uh, putting a guilt trip on you. I'm really not sorry. Let the guilt come. Let it come heavy. Okay. So it's the Holy Spirit that's the source, the substance, the supply, and the strength which leads us to truth, um, to conviction, to conversion. It's the Holy Spirit work that enables you to witness. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you strength that is supernatural, that will give you insights that you never have. It's the Holy Spirit that will help you overcome suffering, that will help you endure suffering, shame and brokenness in a relationship when somebody's hurting or abusing you, or you've got to live with the shame of something that you have to drag with in your, or, or, or drag behind you for the rest or for a good part of your, it is the Holy Spirit that enables you and helps you. He aids you. He's the paraclete. It's a Greek word for saying the Holy Spirit stands beside you, in you, and behind you. He, he supports you. He buttresses your life. He makes you stand when everyone else says you need to fall. You stand in righteousness, and you have the courage, um, and you have the boldness. He makes you bold instead of, uh, of cowering. Um, my wife was in Cal State Bakersfield in an English program. One of the professors was trying to make a point that trying to just kind of shame Christians. 
And to say, you know, hey, there's all kinds of religions that lead to good. And, and who says that only one religion, religion goes, leads you to heaven? Who said that? And what about this religion and this religion? And so I don't know that uh, the Christian or the Christian religion says that the only way to go to heaven is, is through Christ Jesus. That's the only way to go to heaven. So after he had really bashed Christians, he asked, uh, now, if uh, those of you that believe that, that there are many ways to heaven, you know, I want you to stand over here. And those of you that believe that, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, I want you to come here. So Linda, my wife, you know her, she's, she's shy, she's timid, she's an introvert. But just something inside of her says, this is where you take a stand. This, the Holy Spirit says, take a stand. And so she got up, and here's a, a, a college, here in Cal State Bakersfield, a college class. And she stood up here by herself. And when she stood there by herself, she said, what did I just do? Like, like, and then another person came and stood beside her. Just, just her courage. Now that guy wanted to date her. That's why he got up there. I found that out later. Ooh, I got so mad. I just, it was like, ooh. Okay, not to say. But it's true though. It's true. I'm telling. And then, and then two people, no matter what their motives were, all of a sudden another person, and another person, and another person, and another person. Who gives you the, the capacity to have courage like that? The Holy Spirit of the living God. Because she didn't have intellectual arguments. She had the Spirit of God that says, this is where you take a stand. And gave her the boldness. Somebody who's really a meek person in all, for every intents and purposes. Um, and, and that's the Holy Spirit. So I want to just uh, bring us full home, full circle here. So in Matthew 6, 18, Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, I have three versions because I want you to sense the, the, the gravity of this, that the greatest uh, prophecy in the Old Testament, the greatest prophecy in the Old Testament is that a virgin shall conceive. In my opinion, a virgin shall conceive because it spoke about Christ, that, that his name shall be wonderful, counselor, uh, mighty God, uh, father, eternal father, prince of peace. The, the, a virgin shall conceive that, 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 the, that God would come to this earth. Uh, the word would be made flesh. Like, man, that's incredible. That, is, that changed the world. How many say amen? The greatest prophecy of all time, the greatest prophecy of all time is the words of Jesus. I will build my church. Like, that's a prophecy. Like, that's Christ himself. No greater prophecy than, the, than Jesus saying, I will build a church, my church, my church. Uh, it's the first time the word church, ecclesia, is used in the New Testament. Amen. Jesus said it. I will build my church, and then the gates of, ha of Hades will not overcome it, overcome it. The New Living Translation says, I will build my church, and the powers of hell, the powers of hell will not conquer my church. So, so you will, my church will not be resisted. It will not be countermanded. My church cannot be stopped. Not even hell itself can stop my church. That is Jesus speaking about you and me. We are his church. This is not the best building is not the church. You are the church. You, 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 you. I am the church of Jesus Christ. And when we gather, it's like a nuclear power that gets together. And especially when we use our gifts. Amen. When you use the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Um, I love the... Um, 
the uh, New King James Version says that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, hell cannot resist. Hell cannot push back on the church and win. And so God the Father would ensure that the prophecy, the prophecy spoken by his son would be carried out and fulfilled to its fullness and completion. How? How? By giving us, you, 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 you and me, gifts. Amen. Power. Uh, abilities. Supernatural. Where, where God not only lives in you, but he is for you right here. And he is not only for you, but he wants to uh, manifest himself through you, the life of the believer. In the Old Testament, we have um, just uh, different visages, 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 it, it is a word, visages, uh, apparate, apparations, it, that's another word, it really is in the, in, in the dictionary. But you would see things, apparitions of the Holy Spirit on the life of different Old Testament prophets, men and women. The Holy Spirit would come upon them to do great exploits. Like Samson, he took a, the a jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand people, uh, Philistines. David, the Bible says that the Spirit of God would come upon him and he, he, he would fight a lion and it would tear him apart like if he was a kid goat, like a baby goat. That's what the Bible says. That the, they were like just insights. They were um, um, harbingers, harbingers. Uh, they were uh, a pre-visage, if you will, a, a foreshadowing of what the believer would have uh, in the life of, our, of, of, of us. It, it was like um, God showing you what you and I would be capable of in the Old Testament. But the Spirit of God would not reside in them. It would just come upon them and they would, up, and they would lift for example, uh, King Saul, the Spirit of God came upon King Saul and he prophesied with other prophets and there, there, there became a, an adage throughout Israel, Saul with the prophets? Are you kidding me? Like here, King Saul is like prophesying because the Bible says the Spirit of God came over Saul and he prophesied. Amen. And then but it's the same king that the Bible says that the Spirit of God lifted and, and, and rejected him. And another evil spirit came and possessed him and was vexing him because it's not the instrument. It's not the human that makes a difference. It's the Spirit of God. Give a human being the Spirit of God and anything is possible. Take the Spirit of God from your life and nothing. You will do nothing. The Bible, Jesus says you can do nothing without me. You can do nothing. That is why when David sinned with Bathsheba, he was broken. To totally broken. Psalm 51. He goes to God and he says, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy on me. Just blot away. Would you erase? Would you take away all my sins? I know that I've been conceived in sin. And please, whatever you do, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Yes. Do not take your Holy Spirit. Why? Because man without the Spirit of God is nothing. With the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of God, anything is possible. How many say amen? Uh, amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. James 1.17 says that every good thing, every good thing that is given, every good gift, and every perfect gift is from above. So every good thing, every good thing, you have things. Some of you have things. If it's good, it's from God. Every perfect gift. There are no perfect people. But all of us have perfect gifts that come from above. They come from above. Uh, coming down from the Father of lights. <laughs> 
in whom whom there is no shaky-wakey, there is no variation, there is no in and out, uh, there is no hesitation uh, in God's presence, and there is no shifting of shadow. Uh, Every perfect, every good thing that is given to men, every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator, the sustainer of heavens, in whom there is no variation. There's no rising and no, no setting. There is no shifting in God. He doesn't turn this way and then changes his mind. Um, um, uh, There is no cast or, or turning for he is perfect and he is unchanging. How many say amen? Amen. Amen. And then in the New Testament, God changed the paradigm. In the New Testament, John 14, 17, if you're up there, John 14, thank you guys, that watch what Jesus says that would change the equation. This is how you and I fulfill the mandate. This is why you and I have been calling. This is why God gives gifts. Um, That is why God gives gifts. So even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, because it neither sees him, the world doesn't see him or know him. But you, he's saying to his disciples, you know him and he dwells within you. He dwells with you and will be with you. How many say amen? The spirit of truth, the spirit of the living God. Ephesians 4, 8. So that's why uh, Jesus, the Bible says, I'm going to share with you two or three versions. Uh, Ephesians 3, uh, yeah, 4, 8. Therefore, he says, the the psalmist says, and I'll, I'll show you where it says, that, that Jesus ascended on high. He led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. He gave gifts. I want you to just embrace uh, the um, XEB version. says that that is why uh, in scripture, it says in scripture that when he went up, ascended Jesus after his death to the heights, to heaven, he led a parade of captives and took captives into captivity and he gave gifts to people. He gave gifts to people. That's Psalm 68. And it's really a powerful Psalm. You know what it says that, that, that he led captivity captives and he saw men, he saw men and women, humanity as his gifts. Like you and I are a gift back to God. Um, and that, that, that gift he endowed, he empowered with gifts. It's a, a fascinating verse. And so I want to uh, just encourage you. Um, and he ascended on high and led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes, the amplified version, and bestowed gifts to his people. He bestowed gifts to his people. And so here I want to, the four reasons why God gives the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here's the four essential purposes of why God wants to gift and has given you and us gifts. The first one was to build and advance his kingdom. To build and advance his kingdom. Thank you. How many say amen? So the gifts are not to build you and advance your kingdom, but to build together and advance the kingdom of God together. Secondly, amen. Secondly, to counter, he gave you gifts or powers or virtues or abilities, supernatural uh, insight or power and strength to counter and overcome the forces of darkness, to counter, to be able to withstand 
to stand, to say no to temptation, to say no to the flesh, to say no to evil. The Holy Spirit in you uh, gives you that power to resist the enemy. And, and James says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Who gives you that power to resist? You are no match for the devil, but the power of God in you. That's, that's the residence of God himself. He lives in you and the devil is no match because God lives in you by way of his spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives you the power to counter and overcome the forces of darkness. Number three, the Holy Spirit helps you fulfill God's mission and purpose for my life or for your life. The Holy Spirit will help me fulfill the, the reason I was created, why I'm here, whatever my mission is, whatever your purpose. Now watch this. If you're able to identify in part your mission and your purpose, then you will know your gifts. Uh, my purpose and my mission is to like be up here and sing. My gift should be, at least one of them should be that I, I have a voice. And uh, most of you don't have a voice and you know that that's not your mission. Okay. My point is that your mission and your purpose is in alignment with your natural gifts first, your natural gifts. Um, if you're a good communicator, you like talking. No, no, I've already, there's already a pastor here. Um, but all the other positions are open. All the other, all the assistants, the assistants, and they're, uh, never mind. Um, but, but your gifts are going to be in line and keeping with your calling. How many say amen? With your mission and your purpose. And then number four the, um, is, is to love and encourage. God has given you the gifts of the Holy Spirit to love and encourage and help others do the same. To love and encourage others to do the same. In your um, outlines, if you received them today, these are the four points, or maybe you could take a picture. This is the outline. And then the, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm just going to finish here, chapter 12, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's very they're easy to remember. The first three have to do with the mind of God. They're called the revelational gifts. Revelational gifts. That has to do with revelation that God gives a believer with the mind of God. It's the gift of wisdom. You can find it in chapter 12, verse Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 6 uh, and 7. Um, the gift of wisdom. That, that's unusual insight, direction. You'll, you'll, you'll know there'll be a problem, there'll be a situation, it's like there's no way out until the Holy Spirit gives you the mind of Christ. By the way, the mind of Christ is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Chapter 2, verse 16, or yeah, probably verse 16, um, where he says that you have, you have, as a believer, you have the mind of Christ. So the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge is, is, is knowing something that you should not know but, but God does know. How many know that God is omniscient? Right? He knows everything. And because you have the, the mind of Christ in a particular dynamic or situation, you would have the knowledge of God. Uh, and then the gift of discernment, the, the discerning of spirits. What is from God and what is not from God? Who is from God? And all of a sudden, you know, this is an imposter. This is not God. This is not a spirit of God. Uh, that's the gift of discernment. Real quickly, I was in Los Angeles preaching at a church called Calvary. I was doing a, a weekend revival a few years back. And um, um, there's a couple that took me to dinner 
on after the Saturday night, sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, I was at the church. Saturday night, a couple took me to dinner. On our way to the hotel, they stopped before getting to the hotel. They share their story that they've been buried eight years without a, being able to conceive. And, uh, and they told me their whole story. Just, just that I'm there a little bit impatient because I'm tired. It's probably 11, almost midnight. And I'm just thinking, okay, I, I know they're going to ask me to pray, so let's get to it. Just This is me, the Saul Gonzalez, just waiting. They finally finished their story. I said, okay, let's pray. I was going to do a perfunctory prayer. Just, just, it's a courtesy. It's, it's what is expected from a pastor, from a minister that's, that's ministering. And, and it's okay. I'm not, I was not upset. I was just waiting. And said, take your guys, you know, take your hands. And they were in the front seat. I'm in the back seat. I reach over the, 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 the front seat and I just began to pray. At that moment, just the Spirit of God, the gifts of the Spirit of God, the gifts of the Spirit that are in, in believers, just gave me a word of knowledge. And I said, this is the third time that you ask somebody to pray. This, this is the Lord. I just, this, thus saith the Lord. This is the third time you ask somebody to pray. And God says um, that I've seen your hearts. I've seen your, your, your faithfulness. And as evidence, because, because you're, you're, he says, you, why are you staggering? Why are you vacillating? And God says, I'm going to give you a sure word. And I'm, I'm saying this as I'm praying. It's like all of a sudden, like, like something, the Holy Spirit is just showing me something that I did not know before. And then comes the gift of faith and the gift of miracles in operation right behind the gift of knowledge. Uh, because when I said this is the third time, I mean, they immediately, both of them began to weep, like saying, whoa. And so I said, just, as a, 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 just to, to assure you that this is me speaking, next time you see my servant, that would be me, next time you see my servant, that you will be three months pregnant, says the Lord, three months pregnant. And then, boy, I finished prayer and I'm thinking, whoa, what was that? I got to the hotel room and God is my witness. I went to the bed of the, the hotel and I knelt right in front of the bed and began to pray to God and, and, and said, God, um, if this was me, forgive me. I don't even know what happened. Um, and then the Holy Spirit says, quiet. Don't contradict what I've said. Uh, don't, don't contradict. Don't put a negative word. Don't, this, just, just leave it be. Amen. Just leave it be. And so I just thanked God for a great service for all the things. And I went to sleep, you know, finished the, came back. A year later, I get invited by the pastor, by the lead pastor, uh, to come back again. And I looked at our calendar. We said, this worked. We finally got a date. And we, I went. Um, the first Friday night, I, I was, I, I was going to do a, I, I did a calling for all the leaders. And when I called all the leaders, I had not seen, his name is Samuel and Maria Arquieta. Today, they were pastors, by the way. They pastor a church today. And, um, and, and I thought, when I saw them, I said, oh, oh, I remembered. I'm going to tell you something, and then I'm going to finish, because most of you, but, you know, I'll go just a little bit longer. Most of you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> or anything better to do, maybe. I should have said better to do. If I had remembered pastors that moment, that prophecy, I probably would have said no. I probably would have said, no, I won't go. Just, just, I'm saying, I'm being very honest. The, the responsibility of that, of that word. But it was too late. When I called the leaders, there they were around this side, and I started this way, and when I got to Sam and Maria Arquieta, they're weeping. I mean, they're weeping. 
they have their hands, they're holding hands. And then Maria has a maternity dress, just, just a slight, just. And she says, Pastor, I'm three months pregnant. I'm, I'm three months pregnant. Um, three months. Not one in a million, not one in a million does that happen if, if it were not for the Spirit of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that can flow through the life of believer in any given situation, in any given moment. Uh, God has given you powers. The three gifts that have to do with the mind, the gift of wisdom, um, knowledge, and discerning of spirits. The three gifts that have to do with the power or the arms of God. The power, the Bible says in the Old Testament, for the arm of the Lord has not weakened. It has not shortened. El brazo de Jehová no se ha cortado. That's the arm. Those are the gifts that have to do with the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. There are three gifts that God gives believers that have to do with the arm of God. And then three gifts that have to do, they're called the vocal gifts. Los dones vocales. Or it has to do with the mouth of God. Uh, the gift of prophecy. Uh, the gift of tongues and the gift of interpreting of tongues or interpreting or the interpretation of tongues. They're all available. We believe they're for today. I pray and hope you come this Wednesday at seven o'clock. We have a, a consecration and a commissioning service for every one of you that is praying and thinking, I want to do something for God. And maybe this is my season for life groups, or at least I'm going to attend life groups, or I'm going to lead a life group, or I want to acknowledge, I want reciprocity to know that God has called me. And I want to say yes to God. This Wednesday at seven, would you bow your heads? Would you bow your heads? Um, again, that God wants you, these gifts, he's given us the gifts to help bring about the fulfilling of the prophecy of Christ Jesus himself, to build and advance the kingdom. The gifts and the powers of God do, it's with, to withstand, to overcome the forces of, of the devil, the dark forces. These gifts equip you and, and empower you to do the work of ministry, to do the reason, to, to fulfill the mission and the purpose of why God has brought you to this earth. And these gifts are to encourage others, to love others, to motivate others. And in a moment when somebody's in despair, God will use you with a gift of knowledge or a gift of, of wisdom or the gift of, of faith. And you'll be able to say something by faith that only God can have you believe in or give you the faith or the insight. And this, these gifts are to encourage and love uh, others to do the same. That is why we're here today. That is why I believe that God brought you and I, I believe that God would provoke hunger. Again, for some of you that have uh, the, the gifts and the Holy Spirit, you've spoken in tongues, amen. But maybe you've made, pushed aside the gifts. Maybe you're, you're not willing to get, let God use you. And, and to take that step of faith in others, you should desire, the Bible says, the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophesying, which means the gift of encouraging others with words of encouragement. Um, boy, I just sense the presence of God in this place. I sense the presence of God in this house. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Lifehouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. 
Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.